two middle-aged men in Cleveland, the very famous Ted Klopp, Ken Dworznik, episode 114. Ted, let's get right into it. I do have yeah. some jersey numbers for you now. Here we go. 14. Otto 14 Graham. for the Browns. Otto, Otto Graham. Graham. Here's the big question. Can you name any other 14s? Bobby Fields. No, no, for the Browns. Oh, for the Browns. Frank Ryan. Correct. Okay. Um, 14. I, I struggle with this. I don't know if there's any others. I Well, I mean... Did Todd, did Todd Blackledge ever play for the Browns? No. No. Very famous Penn State quarterback. Great yes. announcer, by the way. Yes. Outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, yeah. Right, no. you, you, you kicked into the to the Cavs. Bobby Phil's. Bobby Can you name any others for the Cavs? For the Cavs. Who else has worn 14? Why do I One think? Play, well, two of the players are still playing. One played on the roster this year. One previously played on the roster and is still playing basketball for the Lakers. And the third is out of basketball and not doing great. I I don't know. You got Ricky Rubio from Ricky this past Rubio, year. Okay. Yep. People forget about him because I think he pretended to play basketball in the playoffs. Uh, Tristan Thompson okay. got himself a max contract playing for the Cavs and then yeah. said – a very sad situation with this uh, gentleman, Delonte West. Oh, he's just got some mental issues and is homeless. And it's, it's just, it's awful. Yeah. So, just awful. Yeah. Uh, for your Cleveland Indians, you should be able to name one of these guys. 14. Gosh. Uh, here's the hint. This guy played for us multiple times. Hmm. Was he a uh, infield, outfield? He played pitcher. infield, and then at the end of his career, the old famous designated hitter. Oh, the designated hitter. Uh, Great name. You love this name. I Great announcer name. I, I'm, Here's I'm, the last hint. Yeah. One of the greatest batting stances you've ever seen. Go ahead. I'm I'm your guy, Julio Franco. Oh my gosh, how could I forget? How Julio could I Franco, forget? Chris Chambliss, always Ooh, a fan favorite. Julio. And then one of my favorite players, because one time when I was a child, I just thought it was super exciting because I went to Hills. Remember Hills, the department store? Oh, yeah. They had one at Parmatown Mall. I rode my wonderful bike there. And waited in line to get the autograph of Jerry Brown. So exciting. Jerry Brown, also number 14. Jerry Brown, a little trivia. Jerry Brown played center field when Paul Sorrento hit a home run at the old stadium when I was in the fan cast booth. That is absolutely classic. Way back, way back at the wall. Brown watches it go. It's a home run. Gosh, oh, yeah. It's classic. Oh, yeah. And do you know, this past week, and we do this with our friend Dusty Sloan, who will be joining us on this podcast to yes. talk about some sports history. It is also the 42nd anniversary of Len Barker's perfect game. Oh, my. That? Large Lenny Barker. So, obviously, I got 
you know, this happens to you too. Drawn into some kind of Facebook, YouTube thing or whatever. And so, do you know the announcers from that game, by the yeah. way? The TV well, announcers. Yeah, who, uh, who, uh, it, who was it? Two of the greatest. That's Joe correct. Tate and Bruce Drennan. Absolutely. Uh, who else would you have called in? Do you know who did the radio broadcast? Was it Paul Olden? Great guess. It was definitely Herb Score, right? Herb Score. Do you know who his partner was? This is unbelievable. Um, it wasn't Paul Olden. It wasn't Tom Hamilton. He wasn't nope. around then. Uh, nope. This guy was a newscaster and also called Nev Chandler? Nev Chandler. How about yeah. that? That's classic. Nobody remembers that Nev did uh, baseball before he did football because no. the baseball was so god-awful. No. And here's some other tidbits on this. Do you know that there was a player that played in that game that also played a career in the NBA? There was a say that again. So there's a player that played in that game, played for the opposing team that also had a 14 year NBA career. Goodness gracious. I have no idea. Danny Ainge. Remember Danny you, Ainge? Oh, my gosh. That's right. He, I didn't know this. He played in that game. He was 0 for 2. Obviously, he was 0 for because it, it was a perfect <laughs> game, but it was 0 yeah. for 2. So, oh. and then the other the other tidbit that I did not, that I forgot about. So, Len Barker loved him. Outstanding. At one point in time, the Indians decided to trade him. I think it was like two years later. Uh -huh. They traded him. They ended up getting from the Atlanta Braves. Brett Butler and Brooke Jacoby. That's How pretty good that? trade. That's that pretty was a pretty good trade. good trade. Yeah. Pretty good. I trade. don't know what uh, Len Barker's all-time career stats are, but I know Len Barker and Brooke Jacoby were pretty good players. He was. And then when he got traded, he got like a, he had a five-year deal, which was unheard of at that time for yeah. baseball. So, and unfortunately he was injured. He had elbow issues and I don't, I think he obviously got paid, but he didn't finish his five-year contract. So. There you go. We're 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 just talking some Cleveland sports here off the top, and that's what we do here. We're not going to talk about current teams. We're, we're not going to talk oh, about. Oh God, that. no! It's, we're not going to do that. Well, like well, to wait a minute. Story. Let's talk about good things happening currently in Cleveland sports. Okay. There's a lot of silence. Yeah. <laughs> well, we uh, we have a lot of interesting things coming up on this show. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, he made our, our misspeak of the week. I know that's a surprise. Why? Well, you'll hear it. Uh, beer makes a motorcycle go. We'll explain that in Overachievers. A bride wants a refund for her wedding pictures. We'll explain why in Klopp's Clips. And one student helps another get a passing grade on a test. Not by cheating. Details and good news. That and more ahead. And now, a woman's perspective. Why do so few men end up in heaven? They never stop to ask directions. This has been a woman's perspective. Ted, as always, we have some good news to bring to everyone. A history teacher in Whitesburg, Kentucky, shared an interesting picture on Facebook. Winston Lee's picture shows a test from one of his 11th grade exams on World War II. The picture shows a note at the bottom of the test from the student to the teacher, which reads, 
if you could, can you give me my bonus points to whoever scores the lowest? The student who gave away his points received a grade of 94%. The five points would have increased his score to 99%. Instead, they were given to a classmate, lifting her to a passing grade. Wow, that's really, really nice. How about that? Yeah, that's take my take my cool. bonus points and, and give it give it to somebody else. That's that's really good. And the um the recipient has no idea who it was. No. Up to Absolutely the not. it's up to the person who gave the points to to share that information if he chooses. I must let you know that I never and I repeat, never would have the opportunity to give anybody bonus points for many of my grades. I did, I never would either, but I had a sign permanently affixed behind my chair that said, we'll accept bonus points at any time. So, Oh, my gosh. Yep. Ted, we have some great news in Whitesburg, Kentucky. Miss Speak of the Week now, Ken. You'll never guess who the Miss Speak is. I have a good idea, but I want to be surprised. Okay. Well, you're going to be disappointed if you want to be surprised because it's Joe Biden. No. <laughs> uh, he spoke at an event marking Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, which is the month of May. Here is part of what he said. But your time did come as it has for the entire community, a diverse community, cultures that reflected in every part of American life, including in government, by the way, a government led by Kamala Harris. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who, who's in charge here? Poor man. Jeez. Okay, well, that's. <laughs> I, I oh, don't know. Man. That's, that's the misspeak of the week. Cleveland! This is for you! Cleveland Sports History Time. We bring in Dusty Sloan. Dusty, I want to talk about a time with the Cleveland Indians, not the Cleveland Guardians at the time, but the Cleveland Indians. From a game that none of us watch, from May 20th, 1948, the Indians tie an AL record, get ready for this, 18 walks in one game as they beat the Boston Red Sox 13-4. to What exciting stuff can you tell us about this contest, Dusty? Well, you're going back to a time where my parents weren't even born at that point, so we're, we're going on in the way back machine here. But yes, that game where the Indians won, they had 18 walks was, in a, was a record. And only had eight hits. It was a much different time when you were a batter back then. Everybody now is swinging for the fences. They're not worried about their batting average or their on-base percentage at all. Well, these guys, when you talk about guys like Lou Boudreaux, Joe, Joe Gordon, Ken Keltner, Jim Hegan, and the pitcher was Bob Lemon, and he hit back then. Every one of the players in the Indians order that day had at least one walk. Eight of the nine batters had at least two walks. So they were able to get on base, obviously generate some runs, and unfortunately for the Red Sox, they couldn't stop walking us. In in, in back then, uh, there were a lot more walks 
I'm I don't think this record is ever going to be broken because of the changes in the game. No, absolutely not. And it was a different game back then, even than what it was one, two, three years ago, because I'm looking at the box score and the starting pitcher for the Red Sox was a guy named Mickey Harris. And he walks seven in the first one and one third innings. So then they bring in another Mickey, Mickey McDermott, and he finished the game with six and two thirds innings and he walked 11 and faced 32 batters. So that would never happen either. That's really interesting because you got to remember at, at that time, the mound was much higher, right? Because they lowered the mound after, I think it was like the 60s or 70s or something like that. And so I can only imagine that the strike zone, which I think everyone kind of feels as though it's much expanded now compared to what it was, it was probably pretty tight. So that's probably part of the two of the reasons for that. Who are some of the other players that played for the Red Sox at that time, if you have any idea? I mean, you, you mentioned the pitcher. Were there any notable players that were played for the Red Sox? Oh, there certainly was some guy by the name of Ted Williams in left field. (laughs) But uh, he only went one for five with two RBIs that day. He couldn't overcome the 18 walks by his pitchers. But uh, also had Dom DiMaggio in center field and Bobby Durr at second base. And Bertie Tevis with the catcher. So they had players, but unfortunately that day they didn't have enough pitchers. Well, Dusty, great information. Uh, It's nice to go back and look at some of these older games with some of these different stats as uh, we look back to 1948 when the Cleveland Indians tied an AL record of 18 walks as they beat the Red Sox 13-4. Dusty, as always, appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Cleveland! This is for you! Ted, it's time for some overachievers. And I believe we have two of them, which obviously makes it yeah. special. The first one, Bobby, was born on May 11th, 1992. Bobby is a Portugal canine. Bobby the dog is 31 years old. That is unbelievable. <laughs> he is now the oldest living dog in the world and the oldest dog ever, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. He is a purebred. Rafael del Etigeno, a breed of livestock guardian dog, has lived for double his life expectancy of 12 to 14 years. My gosh. I, I, we do have a, a senior dog at our house who's 12, and obviously we, we enjoy the time with her, and at some point in time she won't be around, but 31 years. That is that's that's crazy. Impressive. That's crazy. I want to know what kind of dog food that dog is having and what, what's going on there. So, Ted, you got any more good news for us? What kind of dog food they're feeding? What kind of dog food? I mean, what are you feeding that thing? H-G-H-D-O-G. My gosh. I do have another one. A Minnesota inventor whose previous inventions include a rocket-powered toilet (laughs) and a jet-powered coffee pot. Oh <laughs> has unveiled his latest creation. You ready for this? It's a go. beer-powered motorcycle. Oh, my. It's got a 14-gallon keg with a heating coil. The heating coil heats the beer to 300 degrees, which becomes superheated steam. Okay. And uh, that goes in the nozzles, and that moves the bike forward. And then Mike can go very fast, and yeah, I, it sounds uh, like an amazing thing. I, I just don't. I, I, I would running. have a hard time. I don't want to use beer 
to power myself around. I want to drink it. Well, can I drink it while I'm driving? I, I mean, that's illegal. No, but... that's that's not that's against the rules. OK. Yeah. OK, you can. Well, you I guess you could. I guess technically that's an open container and you can yeah. have that while you're. Yeah. I'm just envisioning, you know, like you've seen those beer cans on someone's on top of someone's head. Like yeah. I'm just envisioning like this straw that goes from the, uh, I guess you would call it the beer tank, yeah, to your face. So, oh well, I think we there you go. All right. Never... Well, see, we have even more ideas for these inventors. This is yes, great. yes, we do. All right. Well, there's a couple overachievers. Said we're out and about Northeast Ohio, enjoying restaurants, bars, golf courses, and stadium venues. We're going to throw that in the mix. So I have actually attended, I try to keep this to myself, I have attended three Guardians games this year. One with Eowyn, one on my own, actually two on my own. So the first one we went to was a Friday night. It was great, perfect weather. Uh, we actually saw a loss. And then a couple days later, we actually decided, and I think this is a pretty good idea. We might have talked about this at one point in time. The Guardians came up with this idea of a $50 ticket that you pay per month for a standing room ticket. So Awen and I decided that we're going to jump on this. So went to the first game. The second game, I went on my own. There was a decent amount of people on the Friday night game. I went on a Tuesday. And the games on early in the year start earlier. So they're like at 610 with the hope is that they can get people from downtown who are working, just stay a little bit longer and go to the games and buy yeah. some beer or whatever. So I go to the game and, and the nice thing about where I live, I'm 15 minutes door to door, basically to the stadium. So I usually park a little bit farther out, walk so I can get some extra exercise, or whatever. I got to the game at 545. Okay. Grab something to drink. Got my nachos. Of course, you have to get nachos at the game. I mean, oh my gosh, my my doctor would be so proud of me if I didn't have a lot of cheese and jalapeno, ah. everything else on there with a bunch of chips. Just what I need right now. I stood in an area, probably in right field, over overhang. I was basically almost there by myself. The game started six ten, and I sent you the picture of this. <laughs> yeah. that if there were if there were a thousand people at that stadium at that time i would be absolutely floored it was unbelievable i mean hats off to the guardians i mean they're, they're trying they're they finally scored some runs and all that but my gosh i i don't there's just they don't get people during the week unfortunately hmm. so we have that i actually took in and i think you got you know this place the aviator which oh, is yeah. the old bomber squad yeah Right by the airport, we actually went there for uh, basically a cocktail and some food. It was very good, by the way. They have a really nice outdoor patio with fireplaces and stuff, so we went to that. Uh, Joe's Deli, one of your fan favorites to take out there. I went there on a Wednesday, Ted. I had nowhere to park on a Wednesday wow. at 6. It was unbelievable. That place is always super busy. Food is so good, and they turn everything around very quickly. Went to Casa and Vicks with my uncle after a Huff and Puff game. So a very good place in Parma. They have breakfast all day. 
a huff and puff game? Yeah, it's for the uh, for the older players. My uncle's eighty five years old. God love him, and he's playing softball. It's one of my favorite things to watch. I must say. So check it out at James Day Park. Yeah, <clears throat> great stuff on Pleasant Valley. And then it's golf season. Then it's golf it season. We've we've been back. We're we're just hitting the same course because we're hoping at some point in time we figure it out. We've been to Bobo Link and Avon. And our uh, normal activity um, in the evenings on Sundays, we go to Bobo Link, we play nine holes, and then we go to Dover Gardens to finish off the evening. That's a some Sunday fun day, which is always that, Sunday fun day over there. So that is the cherry on the Sunday. That's it. That is uh, that's my out and about. I uh, give the baton to you, sir. Well, uh, we went to Don Ramon's mm. for a birthday slash mother day before Mother's Day celebration. Which which location? Uh, uh, Beechwood or oh Mayfield, yeah Mayfield I think yes Mayfield yeah yes. And uh, first thing I first observation I had was after being there for about fifteen minutes. So we we were, we were there with my in laws. Uh, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, and their kids. So four adults, five kids. So we had all the adults at one end of the table and all the kids at the other. Yeah. After about 10 or 15 minutes, I looked at my wife and I said, now I remember why we don't eat in public. <laughs> oh, boy. But it was it was good. The 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 food was good. The beer was good. The uh, what did I have? A lobster enchilada. Lobster. Look at you! Nice. Oh, yeah, going out. Nice. All out. Yeah, oh, was, I love it. it very good. So, uh, went to that. I don't think we've uh, done too much else. Uh, you know, we got baseball. Uh, lacrosse is just coming to an end. Oh yeah. Um, soccer will be wrapping up. Uh, actually, soccer's got a couple more weeks. Uh, golf, uh, youngest ones doing golf, and amazingly, this you'll you appreciate this. So, last year for beginner golf, we had all three of them in it, and the older two made it quite clear quite early they did not care for golf. And Fair we're enough. Like, okay, but you signed up, and we're gonna do it. You're going to yep. finish. Yep. So they finished. We did not sign them out. And so I, I asked the instructor at one point, I was like, you know, how are they doing? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, well, you know, they're awful distracted and, you know, they're brothers. So this year, there's just the little one, youngest one. And she, she comes up to me, same instructor. She says, I have to tell you what a pleasure it is to have him in the class. He's a totally different kid without his brothers around. <laughs> Really? No kidding. You don't I say. Didn't say that. That's wow. Funny. How about that? <laughs> Get the breaking news. Side oh my gosh, that's right out there, huh? So there you that's go. Funny. Ted, thank you for being out and about in Northeast Ohio. And ladies and gentlemen, get out and about if you can and support your businesses. The most trusted name in journalism. Clops Clips. All right, Ken, we begin west of the Mississippi, Colorado State Patrol. 
says a sewer truck spilled poop into the eastbound lanes of I-76. Oh, jeez. One man told a local TV station he was behind the truck when, quote, some kind of dung sprayed from the top of the trailer. The guy says his car still smells. Another car's driver's uh, dashboard camera shows both lanes of the highway covered in brown sludge. Oh, it's not God. a hazmat situation, but the highway was closed for almost 24 hours for the police. Oh, gosh. Wow. Well, here's the bonus. Being in Colorado, to get over that, you can light it up. Yeah. Sure get can. some marijuana and, yeah, forget about that whole situation for 24 hours. A wedding photographer in South Africa shared a text conversation he had with a former client. The client texted him regarding her wedding photos from 2019. In the text, she said, quote, You did a wonderful job on them, but they went to waste as we are now divorced. <laughs> I will need a refund of the amount we paid you because we don't need them anymore. The photog asked if it was a joke. She said no. So he explained that no refund would be coming because photography service are photography services are non-refundable. I mean, you might as well ask. Hey, yeah, I you guess know, so. I mean, throw it out there and see what happens. You yeah. know what the answer is, but you got to try. Yep. She tried. He tried. I'm guessing she's pretty trying. <laughs> a Kansas driver was pulled over on I-35 after showing signs of driving under the influence of alcohol. Deputies got the driver out of his car for some field sobriety tests and discovered that the driver was wearing a costume of a can of Bud Light. The, the guy was not publicly identified, but he was arrested for DUI. That is not, that's not a good setup. King Charles III coronated. You might not have heard this part of coronation news, though. Somebody mowed a giant male member into the lawn of Royal Crescent where a major party was planned as part of the coronation. The the, <laughs> the, the, the big banana measured about 30 feet. <laughs> My God. <laughs> oh, man. Police in Germany say a 51-year-old man was left tied up in a wooded area and, and after an adult game went wrong. The guy was found dressed but tied up with ropes on a deer hunting platform. He had pantyhose over his head, and apparently he was tied up after he was left there by a woman he'd met online. After tying the man up, the woman got a phone call and left quickly without untying the guy. He did have a box cutter on him for those types of situations, but apparently underestimated the woman's <clears throat> bondage skills because he couldn't reach the knife. That is not the first date you're looking for. No. Not good. Sports. A Lakers fan in Illinois wanted to show his support for his team, so he had the face of LeBron James shaved into the back of his head. His barber took about two hours for the trim. Miguel Rosas has uh, done other artistic haircuts previously, including one of Colonel Sanders, the Colonel Sanders logo. This one he has titled "Le Haircut." 
Oh, that's outstanding. That's <laughs> that's well done. La haircut. Oh my gosh. All right, there you go. That's all the news you probably missed, but now you're caught up. I'm Ted Klopp. That's news to me. Ken, where do pirates get their hooks? Where? Secondhand stores. That joke was horrible. Ken, we're coming to the end of episode number 114. Cruising right along here. Did you do anything uh, special for Mother's Day other than celebrate mom? No, we uh, went over to my parents' house, spent some time with them, had some outstanding Stancato. I'm sorry, Romeo's Pizza, which was amazing. Mm. And then uh, just uh, for Mother's Day, as I mentioned, from the out and about, we played golf. That's what you yeah. do on Mother's Day. If you, you want to play golf anywhere and not have to deal with anybody, play on Mother's Day. No one's out there. There you go. How about you? Uh, no, no, I just, uh, you know, uh, went to went to dinner and uh, celebrated. Uh, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing out of the ordinary. Standard Love celebration. Love it. Well, I, I, I saw something on the calendar here that I wanted to draw your attention to. Make sure you put it on your calendar. It's not in Cleveland. Maybe we can talk to uh, Jen Brazovich the next time we have her on, see if this okay. is something we want to look into. The Philly Naked Bike Ride. Oh. It'll be back in August. Okay. The idea is to promote fuel conservation and a positive body image been held before in Philadelphia. They've ridden past Independence Hall, the U.S. Mint, the Liberty Bell, Philly Art Museum. Usually draws about 3,000 bikers and used to be held in September, but it got moved to August because sometimes it's a little cold, particularly for those, oh, yeah. those little bits that uh, aren't normally exposed to the cold weather. So well, I'm I'm in perfect shape for that. I'm are ready. you? Okay. Yeah, I've been, I've been working really hard for this. Will so. Aowen join you? Oh, God, no. No, no, so no. you might have to join me. So. Uh, oh well, the, <laughs> the <laughs> two men in Philly drop quickly. I assure you, bicycling naked—that would yes. be outstanding. Well, last thing I have, Ted. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard it or not. The state of Ohio has come up with another motto. Oh, another motto. Just what nothing we new. We went back to what we did back in 1984. We're the heart of it all. Not the sure heart of it all. The heart of it all. Part of it all. Previous slogans were find it here. I yep. like that. Find it here in, in it Ohio. Here. And so much to discover. So much to discover. That's more recent. Yes. Yeah, that was from the, like basically in 2000. Yes. So, yeah, the heart of it all. We're back to it. And you know who came up with that? Dick Celeste. Yeah. That was his work. So yep. classic times. Ah. Well, special thanks to Dusty Sloan, as well as our listeners. And Ted, of course, you for working so hard on this podcast. We look forward to talking to everybody in two weeks. We'll probably have more fun stories and more out and about. God, I hope so. Until that time, don't forget, we're just two middle-aged men in Cleveland. Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland is sponsored by Westminster AV. Custom audio-visual packages for all occasions.